Hi, welcome to The Critical Channel, a podcast about life in tech. Today, we're talking about career progression, what it means to advance when there are different tracks to explore, what it takes to get to that next level, and what managers look for when recommending you for a promotion. I'm Pedro de Carvalho, and I'm joined today by Italo Vietro and Kieran Patel. All three of us are managers at tech companies, so tune in for some practical advice on how to advance your career. Okay, okay, um, good. Then shall we shall we try and? Uh, Don't it's we... always it's always weird to start. Yeah, we are gathered here today, we three, to talk about <laughs> career advancement. All right. All right, shut it. Let's go. Let's do this. Um, <laughs> all right, then. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, we're here today, myself, uh, Kieran, and Italo, to talk about career advancement. We uh, were all uh, engineering leaders slash managers slash insert title here at a relatively early uh, HelloFresh here in Berlin. Um, I went on to uh, manage solution architects at a also early stage Contentful and uh, today I'm managing engineering managers at um, Gatier. And uh, so because of my role in career progression, having gone through some myself and also having a, a role in other people's, I am super keen on being here to uh, talk to you guys about career advancement. So yeah, Kieran, um, up to you. Yeah, I'm Kieran. I am the head of technology at Lycon. That means that I have engineering managers and engineering individual contributors to manage. And I've done a lot of this before at previous roles. And we're joined by Italo, who uh, just bought a NAS. Oh, so yeah. I think that's that's your qualification. Absolutely. Now I'm a NAS expert. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Synology. Synology. Very nice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm Italo. And um, I am VP of Engineering at Urban Sports Club. Um, yeah, previously working with these two wonderful folks in, in this podcast at HelloFresh, uh, where we also had a lot of challenges on engineering leadership. So yeah, I think, uh, I think that's, that's a good start. Would you yeah, say let's... that you, you advanced your career at any point? Uh, I like to think so. Um, you know, sometimes imposter syndrome really reads, hits you hard. Um, but yeah, no, I, th- I think, yes, I think I advanced. <laughs> <laughs> debatable. debatable. It's debatable. I mean, I, I have so many days that I'm just, uh, looking at spreadsheets and I'm thinking, does my programming background really make a difference today? Um, <laughs> there you go. I mean, we, we all, we all know, we all know. Uh, that's the manager track. That's the manager track, which I think is a different episode. I think I've definitely advanced my career today. I had a, a call from one of my previous clients from very early in my career. And most of the time her website, just like this is when I was freelance, most of the time her website just like ticks over and I don't have to do anything except, you know, like ask her for hosting bills every month or every year or whatever. And, uh, today there was an issue because of some upgrade that the hosting provider had done. And I went and looked at the code that I've written 15 years ago and thought, you know what? I, I think I've advanced in my career a little bit. I, I was it's ashamed a good self-reflection right there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thanks, Kieran. Uh, okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit about what it means to advance in your career. I mean, obviously, 
Um, obviously, th th there's titles, right? So people know that you go from junior to nothing, the regular, I guess, just engineer to senior. And then in some companies, there are other levels beyond that. And then there's also the possibility to skip to the management track as well. And I think it used to be the case that everybody assumed that once you got to a certain level of experience, you would be just assumed to go to management. And this because this is what happened in traditional companies, right? Like I, exactly. I cut my teeth at Intel and it was a given that, you know, you went engineer, engin like senior engineer, then you were a manager. That's just exactly. how it works there. Because yeah. you're, you're so good at programming that now let's put you in charge of humans. And to point out, we, uh, we spoke a lot about this in episode seven of our podcast, Nothing Engineer, Go the Nothing Engineer. Go check it out. Nothing Engineer. Which you can find at criticalchannel.io slash seven. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's really good that today this is much more of, um, uh, it's been questioned. And I, I, I think that the, 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 the state of the art, the best practice is that management and, and, and individual contribution are two separate things. And you can, in fact, be, um, a very, very senior individual contributor. Uh, I remember back at Contentful famously in those days, um, the, the, the most senior, uh, person in engineering was an IC. Um, so I, I thought that was, that was extremely interesting. But, but, but today I certainly, I certainly, uh, have noticed that this is not true everywhere. And in fact, in many places, the default is still to assume that at a certain level, you have to go into management or, um, or, or you're, you're, you're out. And, um, I think that's, that's very unfortunate. But anyway, um, what goes into advancing, I think is the meat of today's episode. And we're going to talk about, um, you know, what are, what are potential like progression examples? Maybe it makes sense to, to talk about that. Um, we just, we just laid some out. Um, and I, I don't know. I think that once you start in the industry, obviously you're a junior and then you stop being a junior. And then at some point you're a senior. I think that the interesting thing here is to go into like, what does that mean? Right? Like, what is the difference between these levels? Uh, are, is this the same everywhere? What goes into being promoted? Is it just about a new title, a new status, better pay? Uh, does your job actually have to change? Does it change your relationship to your career? Um, I feel like I'm, I'm having trouble talking about these things without going into the definitions, which I know we've done in the previous episode. Um, but even then, but, those definitions will vary from company to company, right? Yeah, that's so the thing. It's. I think it's very much the question that I would ask of either of you is what changed for you in your day-to-day -day when you tacked the senior on the front of your job title? What what actually changed as you became a more senior engineer? Your influence. For me, it was influence in the end. You you have seen seniority on your, on your title, sure. And this comes also with experience, right? You've been working in the industry for quite a while. But at least my perception was when I became a senior, I wanted to influence more than just my own work, right? I wanted to influence a whole team and, and basically how they work and better processes and, and really have an impact at a team level, right? I wasn't expected to have an impact outside of my team at the point, at the, at the moment of my career, but I always liked to pursue this, right? It wasn't my kind of, um, 
I don't know, in my, my own motivational thing was like, I, I want to influence the processes of this. I want to make sure that um, people can learn from me and I can learn from people as well. And then basically get out of my only contribution there, right? So just for myself. So in that sense, um, I think that's what clicked uh, when I became a when I became a senior at some point. All right, I want to unpick a couple of things you said there. I'm gonna shelve what you said about expectations for later because I think that's <laughs> yeah. interesting. Um, but you know, you you said that your impact was now no longer individual, uh, which is maybe at odds with the. Uh, the kind of discipline of individual contributor mm-hmm. um do you feel like as an individual contributor your you know your impact should be more than individual uh and how you know how do you go about doing that without yeah. having necessarily the authority which is also another episode we did that comes yeah. with management absolutely and i think you know the potentially the naming individual contributor is a bad name that the industry has put it there that we use because you will, yeah. in these days, you don't contribute alone. Like people that worked, you know, people in the eighties that were working in a corner by themselves and they were the magicians of computers and they solved all the problems. This doesn't work today, right? You have to contribute. You have to work with other people. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think the individual contributor really, um, translates to what we we're looking for these days. Um, in, in, in that sense, I think your sphere of influence really grows, right? And, and it grows according to your experience and also according to your own ambitions. Um, in my case specifically, I wanted to grow my sphere of influence to my team so I could influence them and not use authority, right? Because I don't think a senior engineer should at any time use authority. Um, but in that sense, I think um, you're really trying to influence people. And this is a very under... Um, kind of a like a skill that a lot of people don't really put a lot of effort in developing like how do you influence other people's opinions um a lot of people just neglect this kind of skill it's really really useful um but it it has to be used carefully as well otherwise it can come across very very um rude at some point yeah for sure um i i want to i want to pick on the topic of influence though um you know influence obviously you exert that through um, communication, for examples, um, and 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 uh, I, I think that it can be a trap to try to go for that too early. Um, I just want to touch on that. Like in my opinion, when when you're an early stage in your career, it is really really important to just get good at what you're doing mm-hmm. individually. Just really master some aspects of programming, whatever makes most sense for you and your employer. Um, but just, just really focus on becoming very knowledgeable and, and very skilled because I see sometimes people trying to reach too early for that influence. And then, and then they're, they're, they're a little bit held back because when it comes time to, um, you know, being, let's say being evaluated on, on the strength of their contributions to, to code, um, there's, there's very little to show if they're spending all their time being, being code, uh, sorry, being, being glue. Um, but past a certain point for sure. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. your, your influence actually does not only come on the way you, you talk to people, right. And you mentor people. Um, but even when you're doing PR reviews, right. As a senior, normally you're expected to do way more PR reviews, especially for less experienced people. So you're actually teaching them. And at that stage, depending on your own language and the way you communicate, like you say, you're already influence, influencing people right there. 
you're giving links to them, you're teaching them how to do things. So even if intrinsically you're, you might not think that you're influencing too much, you are, you are already. You're teaching somebody that is less experienced than you in a certain topic on something and they're going to take that and they're going to develop themselves on top of that. So you already influence somebody just at that stage. Um, right. So there are multiple ways of influencing people. Of course, uh, there are people who talk more, there are people who talk less, but they can still influence. At least that's, that's how I see it. Yeah. I think it's interesting how the scope of your work changes, even though you're, uh, nominally an individual contributor, it's kind of like calling a, a football player, an individual sports person. <laughs> yeah. Programming is a the team sport unless unless you're a freelancer working all by yourself forever it is a team game um okay so the a thing a thing that i think would be interesting to 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 talk about is 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 like how you like what this means at different companies maybe at different stages um but i think before then i want to say a word about like the the how to say it like like why why advance and like should you advance forever i mean obviously not every company can accommodate a fellow engineer obviously a person who's you know changing an entire industry is probably not going to be at a 10 person engineering organization uh, but assuming assuming that there are infinite progression opportunities should you and I think this is a moment to give our listeners some advice. Like, should you always be single-mindedly chasing progression? Or is there maybe a level at which it would be adequate to, to just stop and get good at that level? Let me answer that with a, a slight anecdote. Um, because previously, I don't know, a few years ago, I had uh, an engineer who was working for me on one of my teams. Um, and he was brilliant. He was very, very good. Uh, he was his job title was a senior engineer and he was pushing for i don't remember what our career ladder actually said but he was pushing for whatever the next step was on the career ladder at the time um the thing is he was 26 and he was a, you know a brand new senior engineer and he was a very i have no problem with holding my hands up and saying he's probably a better engineer than i am from a technical perspective um but the the advice I gave him, and I, I don't know how well it went down to somebody in there, you know, with that much ambition and energy and someone so young. But the advice that I gave him was, you know, just chill where you are a bit. Like, you're doing really well. You're a very good engineer, but you're also, like, new to the senior role. And you're not necessarily, um, and it comes back to these expectations, but you're not necessarily performing what's... 100% of what's expected of a senior yeah sure from a technical level you probably are but there's a lot more to it than just this uh, so kind of just sit and consolidate and, and figure out who you are and, and where you want to be before you start kind of uh, you know chasing the next job title on the on the ladder or chasing you know the next salary increase or something like that so I think um, yeah I, I, you know this was he he was somebody who probably should have advanced. I haven't kept up with him, but I I think he did advance when he kind of you know in the in the years since then. Uh, but he 
maybe at the time wasn't in the right place to advance. Like maybe that maybe that wasn't the right thing for him at the time, and maybe he needed to kind of understand where he was currently. Um, so that was for, that was my anecdote for this guy in this certain time frame who probably hasn't found since. There are some people who would have been people who we've all worked with actually who I can think of who were senior engineers when we worked with them and actually I don't think they will have advanced and I think they will still be senior engineers today and I also think they'll be absolutely cool with that like there there's no reason for them to you know jump forwards because they're happy with the work that they're doing um and that's perfectly fine we 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 shouldn't always be chasing the treadmill yeah I I I agree to this, to a certain extent, um, because it depends on the expectations as well. Like you mentioned in the beginning, depends on, on a lot of things, but expectation is one of the things. If the role is well-defined, right, a senior role, and you know what it, you're supposed to be doing actually in that role, awesome. Um, if also, it's important to mention this, but salary is a big thing, right? For a lot of, a lot of people moving on to the next step, is about compensation so in general salary bands kind of try to tackle this this topic a little bit where you can be a senior for years and just still within your salary band just advance um compensation wise which i think is cool because it supports you um so you don't have to advance to the next stage because expectations on the next stage yeah sure you're gonna get a bump on your salary but your expectations are also changing, right? For that role, are you ready to actually go and, and really perform at the next level, whatever that next level is? Right? In general, in the industry, they're calling a lot of things now. Um, I'm more used to staff engineers, which are the next step. I've heard senior staff, and then later principal, and then later now distinguished engineer. So people are putting more and more levels into this. But I've also worked in organizations where we did the mistake of putting people in certain levels because of their salaries expectations being too high right so and we didn't want to lose that talent so basically like we would put somebody on the staff engineer level with a whole different set of expectations where clearly they wanted to be potentially a senior and they are well suited to be a senior but we put them as a staff engineer because their salary expectations are met and they're within the band and so on so it's a very big topic but it influences a lot on the industry because sometimes you're a staff engineer in another company because you were put into that uh, bracket and now you go to another company or a senior. Are you having a step back or are you actually advancing or maybe the definitions of senior and, and staff are the same in those two different companies? So there is a lot into this that I think it influences this whole um, this whole perspective of should you stay where you are or should you advance in your career? It's about expectations and it changes from company to company. And I think that's the problem with our industry. It, it, you know, like it's different on other industries where in general you have, I mean, if you're a pilot, if you are a first officer, there is no difference on the expectations between airlines, right? So the procedures are the same. Our industry is too volatile for that, of course which puts us in a more difficult position. Um, We're facing job sense. title inflation. Yeah, we are. Absolutely. 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 Yeah, I'm, I'm hiring for a senior yeah. at the moment, and it's, uh, it's, you know, it's interesting to see how many, you know, candidates I get who I wouldn't consider senior, but then at other companies, they would be considered senior, and I guess I just have particularly high standards. 
We didn't even talk about culture. A lot of people really care about titles, right? I mean, oh, yeah. for some Big people, time. titles is not a thing. So put me whatever. I'll be fine with that. For other people, title is authority. And then this authority can be used. It's a cultural thing. Uh, but I've seen many, many people that were seniors in one company, like you said, Kieran. And we consider them not seniors, but actually just regular engineers, which is totally fine. Fine, but our definition is different. And then they were like, yeah, but then I will be a, a regular, just a regular engineer, right? They use really the word just, which is, in my opinion, it's, it doesn't match with the culture that we were trying to hire anyways. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Uh And in this case, you know, it's, it's to bring it back to expectations. My expectations yeah. of a senior engineer are that they would do more than I think you would do in this role. So, yeah. 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 It's, it sounds like, uh, it sounds like past a certain point, progression is not so much about recognizing your improvement in the craft, but it does become a different job. I mean, staff is a different job from senior. I would say that junior through senior is roughly the same job, mm -hmm. even though your scope changes, you're just getting better and better at what you do. And you can, you know, lead by example, you can influence people through, uh, you know, in the, in the trenches, basically you're in there. Um, you're just like a, a better version of that function than someone who's a junior. But once you get the stuff, I think the, 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 the title does, the role does change. Um, and without getting too much into solutioning, but I, I, I'm beginning more and more to think that at the senior level, uh, much like you branch to engineering management or IC, you can also branch to an advanced IC where it's like you could, I don't see why you shouldn't be able to continue progressing as a senior, you know, senior one, two, three, four, five, whatever. And then staff being a different function could have its own, um, progression that is in parallel with senior for a while although the cap would be higher because in staff you would be on a track to go towards um more and more uh sort of influence through around the company and maybe even an industry but uh on 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 the note of the note of meanings like what does it mean to be a senior here at this company versus a senior at that company i i really want to um I, w I really want to have a little segment where we teach our listeners how to progress quickly because it's like I think there's a cheat for this, which is join a high growth early stage company. <laughs> yes. Right. I mean, that's just, obviously you can't decide that's going to happen. You can, you, but when you're in that situation, when you join an early a company early and it's, it ends up growing really fast. It's an unfair advantage in terms of progression. Yeah. If like I could work, spot this though, I would be rich. Yeah. Like you can't spot yeah, this from the outside. <laughs> yeah. But it is, but it is like the kind of the promise, isn't it? It's almost the un, uh, unspoken promise. Like when you're, uh, uh, VCs are pretty clear about this, you know, like one of the, one of the things that they want them, the founders to, to, to use to, to lure, uh, talent in is like, Hey, listen, yeah, maybe we're not paying as much as, uh, uh big tech, but look, you can do so much here. And they usually use these euphemisms. Like you can have a huge impact. You can shape the function. You can be the founding, um, person in this function. You can define everything. What that really means is you get to be head of a department of one or two and figure that out. And if it doesn't work, It sucks, but if it does work, that's a that's a great resume right there. Let's and let's be honest. What it means is you have way more responsibility, way yeah. more accountability, and way less support. 
but that's also why you that does come with it yeah, yeah. that is that is the price yeah. that is the price that is the price but also that's why you learn a lot right because yeah. you're oh yeah swim. no you're... it's 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 boot camp it really yeah. is it's boot camp on your own role and you're going to learn so much that if you're able to navigate this whole thing about you're probably going to be overworked but if you're able to navigate all of this you have a great cv to show because then if the company has a successful case successful story where you grew with a team of i don't know 10 people to a team of 400 well that is a nice journey to go through lots of people want to hire you because you've been through the challenges of growing a team or you've been at least involved in it which is cool no matter which which level you are um just being involved in this hyper growth kind of thing it's a great thing to have on your CV. Terrible for your own mental health, but um, still. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, we, we went through something much along those lines mm -hmm. at HelloFresh, right? It was like we were all starting from not scratch, but our leadership. I think, I think most of our leadership opportunities were very much a case of, you know, sink or swim. Obviously, we had some yeah. support. And it, it, was, each other. it was you, who, had you're each other. who I have to do the job, right? It doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, yeah. whether or not you're qualified to, to lead a team or something like I've got you and no one else. And I've got a whole bunch of fresh face developers at reception. Um, good this, luck. This, ha this is a double-edged sword, right? Because yeah. then you might have somebody that performs really well as a leader and they're discovering themselves and the role together. But you might have a terrible leader, which was a great uh, developer, which now becomes a terrible leader just because it's not what they wanted, but they won they were pushed into this. They had no other option. Um and they but don't this, want they don't want to say no. This is what Pedro was talking about initially yeah. and what I was saying happened at Intel, right? Like it was, you know, oh you're the best, you know, one of the best developers we've got. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. You get to spend no time writing code anymore <laughs> uh, and doing what you're good at and uh, had a lot more time trying to hurt sheep, basically. Yeah. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Um, I think I think there's a there's an element of meritocracy to that high high early high growth environment though that uh, is really special because at the end of the day w jobs need to be done and, and and people are needed and leaders are needed and you know new functions are being created new teams are being founded new projects are starting and it's just a really fertile ground for people that have the right motivation and, 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 and abilities to, to, to just step into leadership roles, um, uh, whether or not they're, they're, they're formal. I mean, like, I don't know about you guys exactly, but like, I don't remember, but I know that my, my, my sort of progression back at HelloFresh started in a very, in a very, um, informal way. I mean, I was, I sort of, I sort of, eased into the team lead role of a team that wasn't even a team it was just like a couple people or three people or, or something doing this api um uh time for the for the uh, monthly <laughs> plug of a uh, api v2 there we go may may she rest in peace um but 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 i mean like it, it's like do first reap rewards later right like something needs to be done you step yeah. in and then if the environment is right you get some recognition for that and then you just get the responsibility and then stuff gets real but um it, it's 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 possible and dare i say easy if you have the right motivation and ability to to do work and to deliver results um versus a very 
formal, very slow process at a big company. And that's what it boils. I think that's what the segment boils down to. Uh, fast growth, early stage startup. You can definitely go from, you know, engineer to head of in six months just because the company is growing so much and there's so much stuff to be done. Whereas at a large company, you know, each level might take you years just because it's so much, it's so much more focused on process and meeting requirements than necessarily uh, the merits that you're showing. Uh, but I mean, maybe this is just my cynic view on it. Uh, what do you guys think? Oh, I think it's right. I think that, that that's a good analogy. I, I, I would just add one thing that for some people might be, might not be true. But what I observe is that if you communicate really well, if you if you're able to actually communicate expectations or translate requirements into into technical requirements, basically communication. If you have good communication, um, you advance much quicker. That's just a fact. Because if you're not able to express your own thoughts to other people, you will not advance as quick as the other people. Person, mm-hmm. uh, people on their team just because again you know you might be a wonderful coder awesome but if you're not able to express that out to other people nobody will know or they're going to look into your code yeah okay you're a solver you're you know like you can you can really crack things down amazing but you're not able to clearly communicate to, to stakeholders or to other people you're not going to advance as fast it's just a fact it I... for some people it's a problem but it I'm is what it is. I'm completely with you on this. And, and you know, again, it comes down to what are the expectations of career advancement to the role that you're coming into. Um, but a lot of the expectations will be, okay, you're going to be, you know, having more contact with stakeholders or something and communication is super important. Even if you don't want to do that, uh-huh. communication is still super important because, uh, and, and, you know, showing that you are doing, that you are going above and beyond, that you are like ready to progress uh, part of that is communicating that you're in that position. And I don't mean like coming to me as a manager and saying, Hey, I want to progress, but actually, um, you know, I might be two, three levels removed from, from you, right? If you're a mid-level engineer who wants to progress to senior and I'm the head of technology, there might be a team lead department lead, whatever in between me and you. And so, um, if I'm not seeing your name attached to good things, then, I don't know that necessarily that you're doing that good work and, and it passes me by and it's maybe it's not fair, but that's just how it is. If I, if I don't see it, then as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't happen. Yeah. The reason why I brought this up is because this can also be a facade, right? Like a facade where you have extremely good communicators, but not really good engineers in the end, right? Mm-hmm. People might be progressing in their career faster, not because they are an amazing engineering person, but just because they know how to communicate, this has its own problems. Right? It should be like something you should do together where you grow your technical skills with your communication skills in an ideal world, and then it can move into your career much faster. But some people go one way or the other. And if you go communication more than technical, you will grow in your career. It doesn't mean you're going to be an amazing person doing that job. But or you might grow. grow into a management role and that might or be what that, you want. But yeah, the, I, think, I think what's important is for this to be clearly defined, right? So that you, and, you know, we, we talked a minute ago about super early stage startups versus, you know, more yeah. mature startups. Um, and, you know, Pedro was talking about how things are kind of very fluid and undefined at a super early stage startup, but you have a lot of opportunity if you can find it. 
But one of the things that's undefined is having any kind of career ladder, any kind of progression uh-huh. uh, to go through. Um, and I think uh, it's it's something that that is important to share, you know, with everybody and to make it super explicit. Hey, um, regardless of what you think or what you might have learned from other companies or something, this is how it works here. And just to make that as explicit as possible so that people, so that the expectations are set, right? And so that people know what to work towards. I and I think, yeah, I think you know some yeah. really good tooling about this, Italo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the first things I, I actually did when I, when I came into my current job was there was some sort of career framework ladder in place, but it was not discoverable by people, right? So they were communicated, but people just didn't really know where to find the expectations. It was hidden under some Google Drive shared with all the team. I think a lot of career progression is about transparency and discoverability. So you know what you can do if you want to progress in your career. So you know what you want to do or that you have to do to get to the next level because you're pursuing this anyways. One tool that I use for that is called Progression App. Um, it will be on the show links. It's a great tool to bring that transparency to your teams because you have like clear, like you can really define your framework, right? So how do you progress on the craft part of your job? How do you progress on the human side of things, your soft skills, or even in your leadership skills, which, you know, it, it's important in a bunch of roles, not only on management roles, leadership is a skill that can be taken by staff engineers and so on. So yeah, that that's basically one of the tools that I really, really appreciate and use uh, to this day. So just give a link uh, in the episode there. Sponsor us, you cowards. Please sponsor us. <laughs> exactly. Uh uh, you mentioned something about discoverability. So would you say that the definitions of each role and the expectations of each role and what it takes to get to each level in each, in each role should be publicly available uh, inside of the company, 100%. not just a tool for managers? 100%. Yeah. yeah. Discoverability, not only because you can progress in your own function, right? Let's say that you're engineering and you're progressing in engineering, but you can also suddenly decide that you want to go to product management. Right. And, and you want to know what is expected out of their role. But if it's hidden just for the managers or leaders to know, how in the world will I know what to, what to do to actually get to be a product manager now? Because I'm interested in that and I want to try it out. So it's, yeah, that's so great. It, it's, yeah. it's important to do it holistically. Actually, one of the things I've often wondered is how does an operations manager or a logistics manager or something, how do you end up with that role, right? It's not something that you go to university for to become a logistics manager, but I know some really talented, smart people who are in those roles. Um, So I've often wondered how you get there and and having that clearly defined, I think is very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and giving everybody else insight into what it is that you do, super important as well. Um, I want to, I want to, I want to bring up something though. So like when you have a career ladder in place, when you have a, a process for advancement, uh, is it, is it fair to expect that this is a purely individual driven process? Meaning if, if you have fulfilled all of the expectations for the next level, should you automatically move on to that level or, uh, and this is a little bit of a silly question, but it goes somewhere uh, or, or is it a case of uh you know you the company wanting to 
have a certain balance of people in different levels. And so only allowing, I don't know, X amount of promotions to each level per, per cycle, uh -huh. because I've seen both these approaches. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I, I mean, it, I don't like the, the second approach very much because you limit people by definition, right? So there is only a certain amount of people that can be promoted, even if they're matching the criteria that were communicated to them. Um, and nevertheless, I don't think it should be a checklist, right? Where you go and, Hey, I'm checking this, 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 and this, I should be promoted tomorrow. Ah, it doesn't work like that because I think there is. One thing again about that tool that I like is that you can do a self-assessment, right? So you assess how you are, how you perceive yourself on all of the expectations of such a role. But then you have to ask how your manager perceives you as well, right? So am I actually doing the way I think I'm doing? Um, I think that's really critical getting feedback from other people because perhaps your manager is actually perceiving you differently. And not only your manager, sometimes you can even go 360 and start asking your peers, like, how do you perceive my work in these areas or on those other areas? All of this together is input. So you can work together with your manager to see when you can get promoted. Some people see this as a barrier, right? Where you like, okay, that's a gatekeeper who is going to keep me out of my promotion, even if I checked all the, all the things. But again, I think that's, it's a healthy discussion to have with your manager. It's, it's how you define your own goals It's how your manager is supposed to be there, not to micromanage you on your task is supposed to, to help you grow. And in that yeah. sense, I think that's the, that's the balance. Yeah. Show me that you're doing this. Like, don't just tell me that you can do this, but show me that you are doing this. Yeah. And you know, like if you can't show, I will help you to get there. Yeah. Right? And, and I think that's what a manager should do. I will help you to get there. I will give you the tools. I'm not going to do it for you, but I'm going to give you the tools and the ropes and off, off you go. Mm -hmm. I mean, to, what, are, what are your, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to, um, further answer your question about the kind of quotas of who can be promoted and, and, uh, when, because while I don't like the idea of it being a quota at the same time, you know, I have some people who have quite clearly communicated to me, Hey, I'd like to be a manager. Like, you know, I, I want to follow the managerial path. And I have to say, well, you know, great right now, as you can see, if you look at the org structure, There's I don't no have roles. room, I don't have room for yeah. anyone to be a manager right now. I, you know, all the, all those roles are filled, but, uh, I can bear that in mind and I can, you know, try and give you assignments and put you in positions where you can show off the skills that would be necessary to, to become a manager. Uh, and in that way, hopefully grow those skills within you and grow those talents and also keep you interested, keep you around and not keep you, not have you looking for somewhere where you can go and become a manager like straight yeah. away. Um, and hopefully have, well, hopefully have an easier transition to manage to a management role than I did. Cause I know mine was chaotic to say the least. But I think that's a little bit different than quotas, right? Cause that would be just a natural limit. Yeah. Maybe it's a quota. But it's a natural limit you have. It's a non-artificial yeah. quota. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's, natural, yeah. it's just a limit you have. Like there is only so much teams you can manage. And if they are all fulfilled now, well, then sorry, there is yeah. no there's no space at the moment. But uh, I mean, I, I see this. I see this in the hiring market. Like I, when I'm hiring engineer managers, uh, the the two biggest groups are uh, people who are unhappy at their current company and they want to move at the same level. And people that are senior engineers and are looking to make the jump to EM, but they don't have an opening mm. and they don't want to wait. And 
I think it's, I think it's interesting because personally, I'm a big fan of organically becoming an EM, just uh, taking up a team that maybe it's your team, that'd be ideal or another team at your current company going like transitioning roles, career tracks and companies all at the same time is three big changes. It is, I mean, it can, it can work. It often works, but it requires extra work. Mm -hmm. It, It is, you're stacking the deck against you, but I mean, this is why it happens, right? Like people want to progress. They're very clear. They want to be managers. There's no opening and you can't, unless you start, you know, uh, throwing people off the, off the cliff to make, uh, openings, uh, which I don't endorse or recommend. Um, you gotta, you gotta look elsewhere. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I, I think, I think that, um, so I obviously am in favor of progressing when you're ready and progressing when you've, you've shown, an ability to the, the next level, but uh, does that not get a little bit close to these sort of unofficial promotions where you're uh, expected to take up the new role in practice, if not in title, for an l- outrageous amount of time, and then at the end, maybe you get a the formal promotion or the title? I've definitely seen this, and I'm wondering what you guys think about this. It's a risk, right? Yeah. Like it's, uh, th- there's always a risk of, of that happening. And I think it's just, um, again, it comes down to communication. It comes down to, you know, look, I'm not expecting you to like do, do this role, but what I am, what I am trying to do is give you an opportunity to experience some of what it will be like in your day to day. If you do transition to this role, um, Right. I, and I, I'm, you know, maybe you have to make boundaries very clear and say, okay, like you're, you know, you're doing, you're doing this role in like a training capacity for this one project or something. But like, I, I don't expect you to do this in the rest of your day to day. And it's just a taster. But like, as long as you're clearly communicating where the line is, then I, I think it's, but it, yeah, you're right. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. I, I got to say, this normally happens when you're transitioning to, a managerial role, right? Because mm-hmm. if you are in an IC yeah. track, normally doing the work or the next step of your work is more natural to you. And it's also easier for you to get into um, because you're still in that track. When you're changing tracks, I think that's when uh, when those points that you just made, Kieran, uh, makes a lot of sense, right? Like you, you want to give a little taste so people can see if they're going to like it or not, um, which comes with the risk in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, we touched on the, the risk of switching tracks, especially as you said, going from, uh, one level to, to another level of the same track is not as risky. You're already doing that job. You kind of know what it's about it. And, and if you don't perform so well, you kind of just get stuck at that level. But if you're switching to, from an IC to engineering manager, let's say, um, you might fail, right? You might not like it. It might not be a good fit for you. And, uh, I think it's important to have, a an easy off ramp for you to go back to being an IC, let's say without, you know, it being a source of embarrassment, yeah, let's say, or, or anything like that, but it can definitely be abused. Uh, and so we obviously need to be, need to be careful. Um, yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, we talked a little bit about the role of managers in progression, like making things clear, creating career ladders with clear definitions, clear expectations. Um, I think we touched a little bit on your own role in your progression. I mean, being clear on what you want, um, 
any 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 final thoughts here about about the topic of of career advancement uh do we feel like our our listeners will leave this episode feeling like they have the secret sauce to uh to success at work after this i mean if, if you're to be believed the secret sauce is join gorillas in 2018 but <laughs> um <laughs> yeah i mean there is no there is no super bullet to it but um you know we we touch point on on a few things that can help them um progress in their careers but i will say one one interesting phrase here which is communicate 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 developers 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 but basically it is that right like communication really helps you go and advance in your career that's my um let's say perception of it yeah i can only second that like i've said it a couple of times in the episode but you know um tell me what you're doing like show and show me what you're doing don't just don't just sit there and do a good job and uh you know like write your code or whatever but you know then sh then share like hey like i've done this this is you know i also documented it i also wrote like a you know made made it easy to set this repository up locally or something like that this is how you do it i'm going to announce it if that's all it is like it's you know you're still doing super technical work you're still doing the, th the stuff that you like to do um but you can you know just just yell about it and and that helps with your own communication skills which are essential as we said for for moving forwards um, there there is one thing that i forgot to mention and i will i will put this on the on the show notes keep a work log or an achievements log it's called also the brag document which is an interesting term yes keep that that is going to help you so much on really showing the work you're doing um, it's part of communication It's written communication, but it's still communication, right? So keep that log. I'm going to post an article and, uh, on the show notes. So it takes some time to read it. I guarantee it's going to be worth for you. Mm -hmm. And you, yeah, I mean, uh -huh. that, that's yeah. a good point. Communication doesn't just come down to, you know, talking to your manager in a call or talking on Slack or something like that. It's, it's documentation. It's readmes. It's, uh, pull request reviews. It's, you know, there's so many places where communication is important. Don't, don't think about it as being one thing. It's, it, it covers, it's an all encompassing term. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that as a, as a, as a, as the person who's looking to advance, definitely taking care of your fundamentals, making sure that you have, you know, you have the actual skills in place and you're not just communicating about vapor. Um, but then having a sense of, of, of your own visibility and, and, and putting yourself in the line of fire, putting yourself in public, like just go, go talk at all hands, you know, like show what your yeah. tribe has been up to you. Like make sure people are seeing your face. And honestly, on that topic, make yourself known is a cheat code. It really is. Yes. You are with your webcam off. You are quiet the entire meeting all the time. I know. Listen privacy first i am never going to for force anybody to turn on their webcams i'm just saying it we are all animals we are we all have primal instincts make yourself known show your face that is like such a cheat code to building trust and to making people remember you versus somebody that they don't even know their face um you know be be heard and as a manager, one thing that I try to be careful about is managing visibility. Like I don't have space to bring up every single name of the like 40 plus engineers in my tribe at every single company-wide uh, event. But what I can do is I can bring 
the achievements, I can bring the names when appropriate to the right audience so that when the time comes to do performance reviews and to do, you know, to do advancements, to do promotions or raises, um, the people uh, whose names are on the table are not strangers. You know, it's like, okay, this name rings a bell. I've heard this from somebody at some point. This makes it, I think, a lot easier to get promoted. And this is where a manager can really make a difference um, at the end, uh, at, at the home stretch. Uh, after you as a manager made everything clear to your to your uh, to your staff, just make them known. I think is the the biggest tip, and this can be a, a slippery slope as well. It can lead to just bragging. It can lead to you know like politics and stuff. But I mean that that's that that comes with everything. That's always a risk. Yeah, and that depends uh, on the culture of your company as well, honestly. But yeah, for sure. All right, should we wrap this up then? I think we're about. That's it. So you can find us on Twitter at Criticalio. And the show notes for this episode, of which we've got quite a few this time, actually, are uh, at criticalchannel.io slash 22. Uh, and I think we also referenced episode seven as well. So definitely go listen to that one. It was a good one. Uh, it, I think it was the one where we just, where we uh, determined that Google Sheets might be Skynet in disguise. So, you know. There's a lot going for it. And, uh, yeah, The Force Awakens. Very, yeah, okay. <laughs> Have a great one, everyone. And uh, catch you in the next episode. See you. Bye. Juicy.